Gather around the game table with Kristen. And Spin. To find out what? Plays well with two. Plays well with two was recorded in front of a live studio audience of her dogs. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of two people playing a board game. That is not a Star Trek licensed game, but I still wanted to do the intro. So, hi. Um, we're talking about Space Base today. It was published in 2018, designed by John D. Clare, uh, with art by Chris Walton, published by Alderac Entertainment Group, AEG. Space Base is a game that I'd heard about a little bit, uh, saw it on Board Game Geek, saw it on Dice Tower. It looked real Several shiny. Several times Tom loves this game. Yeah, Tom loves this game. Uh, it looks shiny, and the theme kind of does it for me, and then Kristen surprised me with it. Yeah, I hadn't been interested or wanting to pick this up because it is a pure engine builder, and I generally don't like those, and space generally isn't my favorite theme either. But I knew that Spin would probably really dig it. So he got it for Christmas? No, I don't remember. He got it for something. Probably a Tuesday. I love giving board games. Yeah, I, I think you were celebrating half a board game day. <laughs> That's every day. It is almost every day. So like Kristen said, Space Base is a pure engine builder. You've got a board in front of you that has spaces numbered 1 through 12. Each one of those spaces starts out with a spaceship on it. Uh, the numbers... A predetermined deck. A predetermined deck. Yeah. Uh, the numbers are 1 through 12 because you've got two dice that you're rolling. Kind of Catan style. Uh, what you roll is what resources you gather from the ships. Well, uh, what you roll is which number activates, and depending on what the ship is at that number is what you get for it. And it's just like a tan where it activates for everyone, except the switch is that when you replace, because you get to get new cards... And say I have something at number five. My five loading dock is what I'm going to call our slot. And I get a new five. You take that card that's in that slot and you turn it upside down and you slide it under the board. So when any time that spin rolls a five or anyone else rolls a five, I will get the benefit that has been tucked under. It It's in red. Yeah, and only that benefit. If you don't have anything that has been tucked under, you get nothing. Uh, the other cool thing is that they did it so if you, like, roll a 7, you can get a 4 and a 3 or the whole 7. You get you can do either the two individual numbers on the dice or the combined number, which I love because it gives you some flexibility. Exactly. You have some choice. Like, in Catan, you roll an 11. Oh, the 11's trigger, that's what triggers. You don't really have any... There's no decision-making. But in this one, there actually is every time the dice are rolled. Even on someone else's turn, you can still get either the, them singly or together as well. 
And the effects on these uh, ships vary wildly. You've got some that give you credits uh, that you can spend to get new, better ships. Some will give you income, which when you buy a ship, regardless of the cost, you set your income down to zero. Or your money down to zero. Having income increases the number that it resets down to. Uh, which doesn't seem like much, but it is super helpful it in the game. It is huge, yeah. Uh, yeah, the first time we played, Spin got really high income. So he would be spending, you know, nine, but it only reset to like six. So he would be starting with six every turn. And that is really damaging. But Yeah, it's it's definitely a good strategy. Uh, I liked it, and I was not able to replicate it the second time we played. Um, Victory points. There are some cards that uh, have... They call them charge cubes that you place on them. And it's basically an ability that you get to use if you have one or some require multiple charge cubes on it. And those abilities can be... Like, increase, basically move to the next die to the right. Uh, or swap the positions of your number four and your number nine ships. Or, I mean, some of the higher level things just fl- flat out say you win the game if you get enough charge cubes on it. So, kind of cool. And there are actually even charge cube abilities that are available on opponent's turns, if you happen to have that card buried uh, or flipped. So, uh, I'm sure you can see, if you are an engine builder fan, like the potential that you have for building a good engine here. But, I mean, you are kind of at the mercy of the dice. Maybe your engine isn't going to fire because someone keeps on rolling 11s or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing in Catan. Like, you think of, you know, like a bell curve, and you generally don't go for the outside ones. But sometimes the dice just, you see 110s instead. So, I mean, that's, when you introduce dice to a game, you're introducing a huge luck factor. Yeah, it is the nature of the beast. No. Uh, Speaking of the dice, they are really, I really like the dice that uh, AEG included with this. They are kind of a translucent, sparkly blue, and there's a big rocket instead of the one, uh, which is just, it's nice. It's a nice touch that they didn't necessarily need to add. The cards are a good quality of cardstock. They've got a nice finish, and they are, they're small. They're kind of the size of, if you've ever played the Pac-O game games, which that's are That's the one the size, that's like a pack of gum. yeah. Um, I think big red kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, they're a little bigger than that. Just a tiny bit bigger than that. So, uh, you can fit a lot of them on your little player board. You've got nice, clear, lucite uh, cubes to track your things. And the board, the board that you get is a nice, like, thick board, like, Game board kind of board, not just a sheet of cardboard or a yeah, piece they're actually of really nice. Tag. One of my favorite things about the game, it's really, 
it's a super nice detail is that it's this gorgeous space scene the coloring yeah it's basically like you know like the milky way kind of asteroidy looking sky or space and it's like different shades of colors it's very rainbowy and it goes down your board like from the 1 to the 12 and when you're placing the cards that go on the specific spaces the backgrounds of the cards also match exactly to your board yeah it, it's a little detail but it adds a lot it makes it look like a cohesive whole uh the cards themselves like every ship has a name usually it's a last name or something and every ship has a class listed which it's just color uh it doesn't really add anything but i did think that it's kind of cool that all of the ship classes are science fiction authors or other kind of related like frank frazetta like there's a frazetta class service tug or something uh, so if you're a big old sci-fi fantasy nerd, you'll probably get a kick out of that part. I do feel like you can get theme if you look for it, but if you don't, then it's just going to feel really ab- abstract, and that's kind of how I play it. Uh, and it I... feels very abstract, like, this gets me victory points, this gets me you know, money to spend, this gets me this. I'm not really thinking like, oh, I'm putting this freighter into my fleet of space vehicles. I I mean, even though I just mentioned that, I do kind of feel the same. Like, even though the manual says, like, oh, your carriers will get you extra victory points, or this particular type of ship does that, I'm just looking at what's on the uh, card. The itself. reward section? It's just between turns, I'm like, oh, yeah, a Tolkien reference. Right. You saw a Tolkien reference? Yeah, there is a Tolkien class. So it's also fantasy. Yeah, sci-fi and fantasy. Oh, okay. So, yeah, like, I generally don't even read the names of the ships. I don't know. Eh. All of that being said, I really, really enjoy the game. It's a... I like engine builders. This is well-known. And this one is nice and quick. And the rules aren't super difficult. Mm Mm-mm. It's a it's a nice little package. And it's pretty pure engine building. Like there's not a lot of other stuff going on, so I think that's why it's really easy to learn. Yeah. Um I would say maybe maybe this would be a welcoming game when it comes to engine builders. I can't really think of Some of the charging powers and some of the powers seem a little like, not convoluted, but like a little more difficult to understand, but you could help them through it, so that's not a big deal. I think it would be a good gateway welcoming game. Yeah, Res Arcana, I think, still would be my number one for that. But. I don't think. I don't think that is a welcoming game. Um. It can be pretty difficult because everything is so tight. I kind of thought that that might help explain it because you don't have that many things that you need to explain because it is so tight. But I definitely see your point with that. 
this is this would definitely be the easier to pick up game out of the two. Well, especially if they've played Catan, like, okay, now we're just switching to cards, but you're still going to activate every turn, and I, I see it definitely as a, yeah. Yeah, it's, I like it. It's another great John D. Clare game. Uh, John D. Clare also, he's in a lot. <laughs> uh, he is the card crafter guy. So custom heroes, magic veil, not mystic veil, mystic veil, edge of darkness, but he's also done some like other completely different games. Cubito, uh, Cubitos, uh, this space base. And what was the other one? Uh, what was it? I can't remember. Yeah. But, um, so he has designed a lot of very different games, and we are generally big fans. We love Custom Heroes, Edge of Darkness, and now you love Space Base. Yeah, and you enjoy it to the point of tolerating it, which is the most I can ask for most engine builders from you. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think it uh, is good because it doesn't take a long time, because sometimes engine builders take forever and then you get to the end, and then you get to run it once, and then the game's over, and it makes me mad. This one, you can get you can get going pretty quickly, and it's just a race to 40 points. It's not like, okay, at the end of the game, now you got to score this and that and this other thing, and this end game scoring, and it's not 15 minutes of scoring, which some games are, and it can be tiring, and I'm just like, okay. But this one is... Who can get to 41st? Okay. I do really like when games do that, like add in that race element. Like who can be the best, the fastest? Yeah. Which so far, always Kristen. I, yeah, I've won every time we've played so far. I think I, Spin tries to build like a really good engine, but he generally doesn't, go for the vi- the cards that will give him victory points. It's true. I'm guilty as charged. Uh, this game, I feel, definitely plays well with two. Granted, we've only played it with two. But I, I don't I mean, you see would, any... You would have... You would get to activate a little more, but you also have to wait on your turn. So I think it probably balances out. Yeah. Now, there are two, at least two expansions, and there's another one planned for this year. Ooh. I'll be intrigued to see what those add. Do they add unnecessary complexity, or is it just more of the stuff that we like? Yeah, I'll, it'll be so interesting to that, see. That's something Because I assume they, these will go on your wish list. Oh, yeah. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. So, do you think you'd like it the same if it had a different theme? Or do you is the space... Really doing it for you. I think I'd probably like it the same if it had a different theme. Yeah. Uh, the space is just, it sprinkles on top of the Sunday. Yeah, I don't really think that it is, like, my like of it is not connected to the theme. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so what would you give it out of 10? Um... 
It's probably because I do. Hmm. I'm not sure. Because it is a cool game. I don't know why you always make me go first. Because you used to always make me go first, so I ambush you with it. It's My gut says it is a. I feel like it's a six for me, but I think like for other people it would be much higher. And I know that it is a good design, so maybe a seven. I'm unsure. And for I'm waffling. Me, for me, it's an eight and a half. Okay. Uh, I like it. It has a theme that I enjoy. It's quick. It's another one of the... We've had a lot of luck recently with games that you can break out and play during a lunch break. I think it's a six. I think it's a six. That's my final answer. But yeah, I mean, it would be perfect for lunch break. Definitely. And yeah, I mean, with everything going on, that is just an absolutely perfect amount of time for me to be able to play a game. Not that we don't like things that are more meaty or take extra time, but quick is good sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to look at those expansions and see if uh see if they're worth it for me. Yeah, definitely. So, when you are rating a game, do you ever think like, "Oh, I rated this game this and I didn't like it as much as that game?" Yes. Really? So you do it uh comparatively? Yes, I do. Hmm. Um now, granted, I'm lousy at remembering what I rated things, so I'm like, I think I rated it this, yeah. and I think I like it a little more, but it's not... So you liked Bosk 0.25 more than Space Base? Well, I compare it with other games of the same type. There is... So I'm comparing it against other engine builders. Well, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but like, Boss. what other engine builders do we have? Hi, I'm an idiot who somehow set an alarm for 2.08 in the morning. <laughs> How the hell did you do that? It popped up on his phone. Good morning. Uh, How did you do that? Don't ask me. I don't know. Jeez. But hey, now I know that tomorrow uh, it's going to be 18 degrees colder than yesterday. Wow. And rain and thunder, a stun- thunderstorm from tomorrow evening through Wednesday evening More can rain? lead to flooding. Oh, so that's fun. This has been Weather Talk with Kristen and Spin. (laughs) We would just have to talk like this through the weather. (laughs) Or you can be like the family guy guy. It gonna rain! It gonna rain! But we don't have that many engine builders. No, not really, because it's So, do you like Res Arcana better? I think I like Res Arcana better, mm. but not that much better. Interesting. I think I like it more than Oh My Goods, but I also really enjoy Oh My Goods, and it's been a while since we've played that one. Well, I bring that up because I feel like Res Arcana and Space Base are so different. They so are. different. 
So I find it interesting to compare them only to other games of the same type. Maybe I should do same type and similar weight. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. I'd have to look up every, all the weights. I don't know. In my mind. Oh, your own personal yeah. weight system. Because Space Base is way easier than Resurrection for me, at least. I think that this one's worth checking out. I look forward to playing it with more people. <laughs> not me. That's not nice. Including you. Uh, he wants to that... beat me is what... I want to beat her so bad. <laughs> but check this one out. I wouldn't say that it is for everyone. I think you do... You should want... Um, you should like engine builders. Like... I'm going to upgrade this card so then this works better. And then if I do this, then it'll help me get this. And if you're not into like engine building combo games, this is not for you. This is not for you. But if used as a welcoming game, maybe this is where they find out if they like that or not. Yeah. And I did want to also talk about welcoming games. It it came up before we started recording and Spin asked why we're using the term welcoming instead of gateway. So on the Dice Tower, Z Garcia called it a welcoming game instead of gateway. And Tom, Tom kind of picked it up. And I also really like it. So I'm trying to use it. So originally, a gateway game is kind of like a game that brings people into the hobby. It's going to be... Usually, I mean, these are all, you know, vague generalizations, but it's going to generally be a easier, lighter weight game, generally with a theme that will put butts in the seats. Yeah, basically. And it, it helps if it looks shiny. I mean, it does. If someone's walking by or I pull out a game and it has adorable artwork it's going to be easier to sell. It is. And, but it kind of became a like negative connotation attached to the word gateway. Like, oh, that's a gateway game, whatever. Like, that's not a real game. Or, oh, I'm, you know, a real gamer, so I don't play gateway games. I mean, there's a lot of gatekeeping. It's, I mean, that's a problem with most hobbies, Especially sadly. Especially board gaming, though unfortunately and see i don't i don't feel that it's worse in board gaming than it is in like comics okay i well comparing it with comics or comparing it with video games i yeah I suppose like you've got where a very good point as a woman i get questioned on well what is the history of this entire comic book series when you say that you like x true it's a little harder to do that in board games, but it does happen like, oh, you like that game? Well, have you played these other 10 games that came before it that did the same thing? Like, wow, do you like this? Or, oh my gosh, you actually like Monopoly? Like, you know, that's yeah. ridiculous. So anyway, to get back, um, so there's a negative connotation to it, especially because also when you say gateway, like people play the gateway games to get into the hobby but the gateway games are also the hobby. You don't have to take the step forward or step to heavier games 
or more complicated or longer or you can just live in that gateway space. Some people just like lighter, faster, you know, not more fun, but you know, like they don't need everything to take three hours and 30 page rule books and 15 cardboard sheets of little chits that have to go out everywhere and take 10 hours to set up. Everyone doesn't have to like Lacerda games. (laughs) Everyone (laughs) doesn't, you know. And so I think to try to get beyond the negative connotation of gateway, because even if you like gateway games or even lighter than, you know, your exploding kittens and your uh, cards against humanity and stuff like that. You're still a gamer. Yeah. If you play games, you're a gamer. Even if your favorite games connect for something. Exactly. I mean, you love phase 10. That's your favorite game of all time. You're still a gamer. And so I'm trying to use welcoming to get away from the word gateway that can have the connotation because welcoming games, I feel like they welcome people to the table. And so, you know, it's just like a more positive spin on it. But welcoming games are, like if you were to use that connotation, are gateway games. A lot of times they're like family weight, which that's also people can construe that. Like you don't have to have a family to play family weight games. You don't have, you know, it's... It's weird. It is, but I, yeah, I I was not entirely sure. And when Kristen explained her uh, rationale behind it, I love it. I will definitely always use that term Uh, because it's, it's happy, welcoming by just by the word kind of makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. And really, that's why we're playing games. We want to have fun. We want to have a good time. And the more people we can bring in to also love games is just amazing. Thanks for joining us at the game table. Catch new episodes every Wednesday-ish. Have feedback or just want to say hi? Find us on Instagram at PlaysLobo2. And on BoardGameGeek. At Spinch. And at Kitty Paws 9. And on Twitter, at PlaysWellWith2, the number, not the word. Thanks for listening.